What do you want to do when you retire? Maybe sit on a park bench and feed the pigeons or uh, open a bait shop? Would you want to run a world-class drum corps like Monty Mast? Why is he doing that? We'll find out. You've got a field pass. From the parking lot. To the tunnel. Check it out. Have fun. Unleash. Let's go. To the 50-yard line. On the field. This is your field pass with DCI's Dan Potter. Spring means change, and it certainly has been a season of change for the Cavaliers of Rosemont, Illinois. For several months, they engaged in a long, extensive search for an executive director. And after looking at, I think, about 100 candidates, they found that their new executive director, he is Monty Mast. Hi, Monty. Hi, Dan. How's it going? It's going very well. It's good to talk to you, my friend. I, you are familiar to me, and I think your name is familiar to a lot of Drum Corps fans, staff, instructors. You have a long history with Drum Corps International. Dates all the way back to my era, the early 1980s, if I'm correct. I'll ask, I'll ask you about your professional resume in just a moment, but let's talk about your Drum Corps history, your Drum Corps background first. Blue Coats, was it? Correct. I, I showed up at the Memorial Day camp and uh, took a spot and they handed me one of these uh, two valve piston uh, things that I didn't know exactly what I was doing. And uh, I, I played my F scale two octaves and they said, uh, can you get down to spot seven on the field? And, and uh, that's how my drum corps career started. With the Blue Coats in 1982, you, you marched two years there, is that right? Yes, I did two years, um, and I was the uh, soprano soloist in uh, 82. Um, and then, unfortunately, the uh, Blue Coats folded for the first time in 1983. Mm. Yeah, they went inactive for a bit there. So did you continue your drum corps career? Yes, um, after after taking a year off to make pizza um, so that I could fund my uh, drum corps career, uh, I ended up going to uh, Rockford, Illinois, and uh, uh, spent a year with the Phantom Regiment. And then you went on to be an instructor, correct? Yes, uh, I was a, uh, a member of the brass staff from 1994 to 1996 in, in Rockford. And what other cores did you teach at? Those are the only cores I, that's the only core I taught. Okay. Um, but you did, you did judge, right? Yes. Uh, for quite a few years. Um, I started in 1998 was the first year that I got involved in the judging activity. Um, and so I started, uh, through drum corps Midwest. And so I did uh, a lot of the barnstorming tours of, of the Midwest and uh, the last show I judged, so I judged for 20 years, and the last show I judged was um, open class prelims in 2017 in Michigan City, Indiana. You come to the Cavaliers uh, from the Klein Independent School District, which is in the Houston area, uh, most recently as the director of fine arts for the entire district. Uh, but you were a band director in the Klein District before that. Um, you, as director of fine arts, you opened up several high schools, you expanded the curricula, you uh, opened, I believe, more fine arts programs in the middle schools down there. So you're both an educator and an administrator. Seems like maybe the perfect skill set for an executive director of a world-class drum corps. Well, and I, I think that's one of the skill sets and why the, um, the, the interest was mutual. 
Um, from the Cavalier standpoint, I could fill roles that they needed. And this was a, just an incredible opportunity for me to continue what I'm doing in kind of a different realm. Um, you know, I've re I'm retiring from the Klein School District after uh, 33 years in education, 32 in Texas. And um, this just seemed like such a great fit in terms of um, impacting music education uh, moving forward. Uh, the, the Cavaliers are such an iconic group. And to be able to help advance music education, because when you look at the Cavaliers, you see how many of those former marching members are music educators, still being instructors um, in the pageantry arts, whether it's in the, the marching band side or the indoor season side or back in the drum corps activity. Bonnie, when I think of retirement jobs, <laughs> I think of maybe running a bait shop or uh, being a greeter at Walmart or, uh, I don't know, running those self-storage places. <laughs> this is, it's not like your job just got easier when you retired from Klein. No. Um, yeah, I kind of joke about retiring and, uh, you know, I'm not ready to go sit on a porch somewhere. And, uh, you know, my wife and I have always talked about we want to go sit where we can see uh vines and drink wine and be a regular at a restaurant and those things. But I think that's a few years uh, away for me. Um, I'm still um, just as passionate about uh, uh, the education side of things and um, being involved. Uh, even though I'm retiring from one job, I'm, I'm certainly jumping in right in midstream in the season this year, since um, I'll, I'll end, end my, uh, uh, tenure in Klein, uh, June 27th, and I start in uh, in Rosemont uh, July 1st. So it's uh, going to be a quick move. Did they contact you or did you contact them? Um, I contacted them. So you, you actively pursued this gig. Why? I mean, uh, okay, you explained already you want to continue uh, educating young people and, and you, you're not fully retired, but there are, there are a lot of gigs out there. What was it that really interested you about this one? Well, I, I've had a lot of friends and colleagues who have um, retired from arts administration positions and gone into sales or uh, working for travel companies or things of that sort. And, you know, and didn't know if I really wanted to do the sales thing, but I was not thinking, you know, I want to do something, but I also want to do something and have enough time to really dig in, not just do it for a couple of years, but really dig into something and then be able to help transform that organization, and then also enjoy the fruits of that. Um, and, and not just, uh, hey, I'm out of here and hand it off to the next person, but really get in and uh, spend some time with an organization and have a great run with them. Uh, you know, there aren't that many positions that are like this where you're impacting the lives of other people. Um, even though, you know, that was my big concern when I left the classroom, moving into administration. Would I still get that reward of helping people? And I found out not too long into my, my tenure on the administrative side that, yeah, you can. And if you approach it the right way and you really 
focus on, in, in my current role, serving teachers and students, but now it's going to be serving the core members and, and serving the staff, um, the volunteers, the alumni of an organization, and really providing that leadership to make that experience for those marching members to be everything that we can make it to be for them. And I think that's a huge impact. And being able to do that specifically with an organization like the Cavaliers, who already has so many of those pieces in place, uh, th this is you know, an opportunity. It's like if you want to be a, uh, a football coach, there are only 32 jobs in the NFL. There are only 12 positions as core director, uh, executive directors of drum corps that are finalists. There aren't that many of those positions available. And so, you know, this was probably a, a year sooner than I had planned. But, you know, you, you just don't pass up an opportunity like this. You know that I know some of the people who have worked for you in the Klein ISD. And what I always heard from them was Monty gives us what we need to be successful, whether that's just support and mentorship or whether it's, you know, uh, more financial support for the school and for their program. Do you see that as your role with the Cavaliers to give the staff and the members what they need to be successful? Oh, absolutely. I've described my current job as director of fine arts as my job is to hire the best people, put them in situations where they can succeed, and then give them the resources, either uh, financial, physical, or procedural, to do their job and then trust them to do it. And if I've done that, I've given the students of Client ISD the best possible education that they can have. My role with the Cavaliers will be, replace a couple of those words in that definition, and it's basically the same thing. It's providing the marching members the best possible experience they have, but it's by empowering the design staff, empowering the instructional staff to provide those things to make sure we have the resources. And if we don't have those resources, then it's my job to go out and find them. And, you know, with all drum corps, finances is a big part of that. And so it's getting out and getting sponsorships. It's, it's using the connections that I have within the music education industry to help further those um, connections and resources for the Cavaliers organization. Monty, did the Cavaliers identify uh, areas in which they want to grow, and, and how do you think you can help them? What, what do you see as the, the growth areas for the Corps? Well, I, I know one of the areas um, that we're working on right now is kind of tapping into the resources on the education side. Um, you know, that's what my background is. and I, I think I'm a different candidate than a lot of other people that have come through nonprofit management or... Um, the business side of the activity, I've, I'm coming at it from 33 years in education. And so I'm going to have a different slant than a lot of people will have on what we can accomplish. So obviously at first, that is going to be one of the, the primary things is expand what we do with GearWorks, um, which is the educational side of that. Um, maybe redefining some parts of the process um, in, in terms of what we do with uh, our, some of our other organizations like Chromium Wins, 
um, advancing them a little bit differently and maybe positioning them. Um, you know, I'm already planning some things where I'm going to be working with uh, and meeting with local band directors in the greater Chicago area and making sure that we're making the connections to those uh, teachers and educators in the area, as well as the colleges and universities where we're recruiting a lot of students from. So, yes, that's one of the things um, that we're going to work on. And then the other thing is working like every drum corps. How can we increase our revenue? How can we monetize things so that we don't, we're not putting it all on the backs of the dues um, and, and the alumni? Um, so how can we, how can we mo change the model for monetizing what we do? Um, so for me, it, it's focusing on what can we provide from educational experiences for college students and high school students. Um, and that's going to be a big push from my side. All right, let's see if I can sneak this in. What's the Cavaliers 2019 show, Monty? Well, um, I'll, I'll let uh, our director of marketing and media, Lamar Long, he's got his plan in place to, to get this announced. Um, there, there will be a few interesting twists to this year's show. Um, you know, uh, you know, you, if you kind of know some of the members, you might notice a little bit different um, hmm. that they've showed up with camp a little bit uh, less clean shaven. And we'll just say that that's that's okay. a hint. All right. I'll, I'll tease you that way. <laughs> my, all, all of a sudden, my mind went to what would Danny Wiles do with a show about grunge rock? But I, I'm pretty sure that's probably not what the show is. Now, that would be interesting, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever Danny comes up with and your, and your design team, it'll be it will be spectacular, I'm sure. So you're at Klein until the end of June. You start with the, the core full time on uh, July 1st. You, are you going to be on tour then for the rest of the summer with them or are you going to be in Chicago? I'm going to be mostly in Chicago. Um, I am going to be in Chicago for the send-off um, that they're doing on June 14th. I will be there, and then I'll actually be in California a little bit um, with the Corps, since the Corps is going to do the California tour. Yeah. Um, I'll be there in, in, in particular for the day, um, working on some relationships with Yamaha. Um, we're spending a day with the folks at, at Yamaha. And uh, then I come back and get, get the truck loaded and uh, get ready to move up there. Um, I will be, you know, in some of the Chicago area shows, I'll be on tour with them through Texas and then uh, in, in, in Indianapolis. But I won't be on, on tour as the touring manager. Um, you know, I'm, I'm running the uh, business side primarily. Sure, sure. We got to talk a little bit about Don Warren, his passing a few days ago, and uh, your predecessor, the founder of the Cavaliers, over seventy years ago. Um, just, I, I know that you knew him. I knew him. Everybody kind of in the activity, at least knew of him or had had interactions with Don. So, how well did you know Don Warren? Um, I met Don Warren once. Um, I was on staff with Phantom Regiment, and we were. Um, at a show, I think in somewhere in uh, suburban Chicago with the Cavaliers and uh, Don, we were hanging out with the Cavalier staff and having a discussion before a critique and uh, Don came up and was introduced to everybody on the, the Phantom Regiment side. And um, 
I, I think it's been very interesting. Um, it was I was actually in Chicago apartment hunting when um, I got the the uh, email from Chris Hardowitz, our uh, board of directors president, that uh, Don had passed. And when you look at the responses of the former marching members, it's it's really incredible to see that legacy that he left because everybody talks about what he did for them personally. It's not about winning championships. It's not about those other things, but it's that the life lessons that he taught to the members, um, you know, in, in my tenure with the core, you know, you're stepping into just the, the, this giant set of shoes to fill, um, you know, and, you know, that's not, certainly not lost on my part, um, that here was a great human being. He, he was great for the drum corps activity, the history and the legacy he left with the Midwest Combine and everything else, but how he impacted the lives of the members of the Cavaliers just cannot be understated. And I think that's uh, just an incredible legacy that he left. It sounds like you're inspired by that legacy. Uh, definitely. You know, if, if I can accomplish a third of what Don Warren did, uh, you know, people will, will be pleased. Yeah. Just that, that's how great of a human being he was. And, you know, you see so many former marching members that refer to him, you know, lovingly as their, their, their second dad. Um, and, and that's incredible. I mean, uh, if you measure wealth by the, the relationships and legacy that you leave, Don Warren was one of the richest men in the world when you, you see how he's impacted people's lives. Monty, we're going to end this with a feature we're going to do a lot this summer. Uh, Chris Weber at DCI doesn't know I'm going to call it this, but it's the Box 5 Deep Dive. It's five questions, rapid fire, with a nod to inside the actor's studio that we're just going to throw out, and you give me what's on the top of your mind. All right? All right. All right. For Monty Mast, our Box 5 questions are, what's your favorite drum corps show of all time? I still have to say uh, 1996 Phantom Regiment. You were on the staff for that show, right? Yes, I was. <laughs> That's the Shostakovich show. The the yes. I, the, I, I see art. I see a lot of black u uniforms. Michael Cesario was on that staff too, right? Yes. Uh, that that was show. a great summer. Question number two. What's you're a foodie, Bonnie. What's the best meal you've ever eaten? Best meal I've ever eaten, I would have to say either um, a meal that my wife and I had at the French Laundry in uh, California, or a uh, meal that we had in a small restaurant in Bonne, France. La Lune. Wow. Have you had the super dogs there in Chicago yet? Um, yes, I have. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm a big Lou Malnati's fan. So. Ah, there you go. Lou Malnati's over uh, Pizzeria Uno or uh, Gino's, right? Yes. Um, I, uh, 
I, I've been a longtime Geno's fan. That was my favorite um, for a long time, but I think I'm drifting towards Lou Malnati's now. Box five, question number three. What is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to drum corps or marching music? I don't know. I, I think maybe it's just uh, people wanting to tear other groups down mm-hmm. um, because oh, the, for whatever reason, you know, whatever their reason, why can't we respect every group? Every group has their own thing to offer. Um, we don't need to tear other groups down to make ourselves look better. Hey, let's celebrate that group. They do a great job with that. Maybe that's not what interests you, but still let's reward them for, and, and, and recognize what they've done. If you could choose any other profession than the one you've had, what would it be? I'd probably have to say winemaker. You're an enophile, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> that, that would be my kind of um, fantasy job in, in that sense of, um, you know, I, I think that would be, be so much fun to do. You know, Chicago is one of the greatest food and wine cities in the country. I'm beginning to sense maybe I know why you took this job. Well, that's not a um, <laughs> not something that uh, I would say no to. Um, no, I, I love the food scene here in Houston, and we have a great, uh, uh, you know, a wonderfully diverse community in, in terms of our food scene. But you know, it's going to be interesting to explore Chicago and uh, all of the, especially the the ethnic restaurants. Now, that's what I love visiting here in Houston, and so I'm going to continue that in Chicago. Just, money off the top of your head, your favorite drum corps memory. And that can be a show, a performance. It could be an interaction in the parking lot. It can be a, a stop on tour. Just what comes to mind. Hmm. You know, I being in that I've been in different roles in the activity, you know, as a marching member, I probably have uh, some of my favorite memories were um, when I marched in, in Phantom Regiment 1984. One of the things that I particularly remember about that season was we met with the Santa Clara Vanguard in Denver and we learned send in the clowns and they learned Elsa's and we played it at drums along the Rockies. Well, lo and behold, later that summer in, um, uh, Brent Crocker's hometown of Ankeny, Iowa. Yes. We tied. (laughs) So the crowd in Ankeny, Iowa got to hear, uh, both horn lines arced up playing each other's core songs. Wow. So that was kind of a cool uh, experience um, to have, you know, hear it in, the, in kind of a show in the middle of nowhere. They This crowd had no idea what was going to occur because of a random tie that, that just happened to occur during that summer. And I think that was really neat um, to have two drum corps like that learn each other's core songs. And that was a, that was a big deal. 
That is a special memory. I'm glad you shared that with us, Monty. Thank you for being our guest, and, and good luck with the Cavaliers. We'll talk to you this summer. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you.